0: Welcome back to How To Be Queer. This is Chris.
1: And this is Sam. And today we're talking about Lesbian Visibility Day with Melanie. Woo!
2: Well, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know.
0: <laughs> so, here we are. One more year into April. Talking about lesbians. Queer traffic lesbians we are here we're talking to the one and only melanie from you guessed it david's tea and (laughs) we are going to talk about everything about lesbians but first but first we are going to talk about um ourselves because melanie you haven't been on the podcast since like 2021 or something Um, and i haven't been on the podcast for like three episodes sam we've heard everything about you but i want to know more i'm i'm a greedy bitch. I want to know more. <laughs> so here we are. We're going to talk about ourselves for like three and a half seconds. So Melanie, I want to hear from you first.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Ooh,
0: what is like, there give s- me? Like three things. I want three new things.
2: Okay. Uh, is that too many.
0: Remember. Maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No,
2: I can give you. I think I can give you three. Um. Okay. I left my previous job that I started during the pandemic. I was there for literally. Four three years, over three years, three years and like seven months or something. Um, I decided not to complete my medical lab technician program that I also did during COVID. Holy I, shit,
1: I forgot about all of this. I was like, <laughs> shop, right? And then you're it's like,
2: it's another huh? lifetime. Holy fuck. Okay, sorry, keep going. So yeah, it's another lifetime. It's crazy. Um, I just abandoned all that money that I put into education okay. for a year uh no it's They're okay, done that. Fine. <laughs> but I yes exactly I made a choice to be honest going and doing that made me feel better about not going to do that like the only thing I didn't place, like do is the placement um which would have been seven weeks unpaid placement of which all the things they were giving me were like a, a two to three hour commute away. Some one of them was four hour commute. I was like, how that math ain't mathing. Like I just I literally would die. Um and so I was like, uh I'm not I'm not feeling school and um I did a boot camp for tech sales and somehow found myself in logistics. Okay. I don't know why that <laughs> I don't know why that's
1: <laughs> How do i phrase list?
0: how do i, <laughs> how do I... You're, you're just like think- you're sitting here like wow how lesbian
1: and, <laughs> and i'm also kind of like that is the most melanie fucking thing i've ever heard just like so I just <laughs> found myself in logistics and like watch from here on like melanie's gonna be like businesswoman of the fucking year oh like, yeah I, I the corporate ladder and we're gonna be like she's the friend that no one knows what her job is yes she's chandler when everyone's like what does chandler do and you're like i don't know a You no
0: a trans monster. Yeah. <laughs> that's melanie
1: that's actually accurate
2: yeah wow. it's I, it's pretty, pretty it's been a time it's been a time but yeah so the commute the is the only thing that's like it's killing me a little right now um but i, I you know i'm in that ebbing and flowing in that you know I'm in the I'm living in the discomfort to grow and learn and experience new things. And I'm trying to remind myself to just embrace that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my new main big one. And I, I start softball soon. Um, it'll be my second season in um, the big league in Toronto, not so Amazon. Um, I'm pretty excited, just like I was excited last year. But I'm kind of even more excited because now I know more people and uh, I know what to expect. And uh, oh, and uh, I might need knee surgery. So no, I like do need knee surgery. It's official. Oh my God. After all these fucking years, you want to know what I literally was reminiscing about with, uh, so like I told my two coworkers about the only time I've been in a limo which y'all were there because it was my 25th birthday. It's the only time in my life I got a limo. Cause that's all I wanted to do for my birthday. And my mom was like, Melanie, I, you need to go somewhere. Like you can't just ride around in a limo with your friends. I'm like, I think you're wrong,
0: but fine. You're absolutely
2: Right? Absolutely wrong. And, um, and then remember right before we got to cruising tangos, I threw my knee out because of uh, Beyonce and, um, and then I missed out on a lot of shenanigans because I had to lean against a stool for my entire night. <laughs> oh, yeah. So turns out all this all these years I've needed knee surgery. Who knew? Um, yeah. Two days before I started my new job, I, I fell on some ice um, at watching queer hockey. And um, yeah, I went down like a ton of bricks in front of a bunch of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed, you know, when you fall it as a, as an adult and you're like, Oh God, the only thing that can make it worse is if people saw, and there were so many people <laughs> and it was bad. Um, but then, yeah, it turns out what I actually hurt more than my actual side of my body. I fell on was my, my alpha knee. And, uh, yeah, it turns out I've needed surgery for quite a few years. Um, and it just kind of went undetected because I always thought I needed, um, invasive surgery to stick a scope in but now MRIs he said the the doctor at Emerge said MRIs are just as good as invasive surgery with a scope so I got an MRI and immediately yes you need a referral for surgery so that that would be my newest thing I don't know where this energy is coming from. It's literally because I get to talk to both of you. I'm so happy right now. I know, I've
1: missed you so much, but your life sounds so gay.
0: It's it's gotten <laughs> so gay. Your life is gay. I love it. Your life is your gay.
1: fucking gay. But I love it. <laughs> I love it so much.
0: I think, it's, I think it's more of like a, your life is so gay and I love it.
2: Aww. <laughs> that was a lot to digest it was to be honest i need i haven't talked to either one of you in a while so you were like tell me three things i was like i'll pick it out of 50 here we go
0: i'm, I'm gonna, gonna pick, pick it out, out of 50. 50
2: that was like the last time i facetimed you melanie and i was like by the way
1: so this is everything that's happened in my life and you were like what the fuck and i was like i know um all right chris you gotta say your three things now
0: okay um so i just looked it up eleni and the last time that um we talked to you on the podcast though was like september of 2021 so it was like a long time ago and september of 2021 we're like how long have you been with Rena? uh it's coming up two years
2: uh we met literally in may uh, two years ago. So yeah, we're coming up on our two year. Yeah. We're coming up on two years of actually knowing each other. Yeah. I'm, I like, Did to you? be honest, I blacked out the years. I'm just like, there's like 2019 and then there's like hell. And then there's now, which is also just a different version of hell for me. It's it's just yeah. all the same, but, um, no, uh, to be honest, everything's been really lovely. It's been, yeah, we met each other just a day after or a couple days after my birthday. Um, when I turned 29, um, and I remember I had just dated the last guy that I dated on a dating app, which was Bumble. And it was a, oh, that was a, that was something that happened. That was a blip. Um, but actually he stood me up on my birthday when we made plans and I was like, this is ridiculous. And apparently that's all I needed to swear off men and finally start dating women. Um, No jokes. What I actually needed was like a lesbian to actually give me a chance on the app because there was like a bit of like, I wasn't gay enough. Um, But I also like, you know, I just felt like I never got any, I was never given a chance on an app because it was, I just wasn't, I never felt gay enough, which is like a crazy thing to say because you're always gay enough. It's true. Yeah. But lesbians can, like, it it is real. And I've spoken to some of my now friends about this. And there is, like, the no one wants to seriously fall for a girl who has never dated, like, another woman before. Or, like, had very much experience. Because um, apparently there can be, like, a lot of fear of, like, well, what if this person goes back to men? Like that is just like, apparently it's a pretty strong consideration.
1: Can I, can I just chime in here? As
2: somebody who has
1: been with men and women, it is um, such a toxic way of thinking because yeah, I float in various ways. I might go back to a man that has nothing to do with you at all. I think um I think it's really interesting. We're j- jumping into this. We still need to do Christmas things, three things. But I got to say my piece on this real quick. Um, I think that for a really long time, because of that idolization, like that kind of thought process of being like, no one wants to be, no one wants to be your first real girlfriend because your your experience is so limited and so like fleeting. That I felt like I couldn't say that I am who I am because like I had limited experience and I think that's just so demeaning It's so sad. Like how many people feel like they can't come to terms with who they are because they're not meeting a standard that's absolutely unrealistic. What if you were to say to somebody who knew the whole time that they were a lesbian per, per se, right? But they have never had any relationship experience. They could still leave you and end up with another one. They could still leave you and end up with another man. Like, it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I feel you, Melanie. I get it a thousand fucking percent. And I feel like you- now, given <laughs> my experience, um, I feel like I can very like much more confidently. I feel more confident in my sexuality, but it's very sad that I had to do something and be with somebody to have that validation from others. Mm-hmm. And I still feel myself doing that. And I think like a lot of the time when I was at David's tea with with everyone because everyone's experiences were so much more queer than mine were at the time. Um for that weren't. But like I don't know it's just like the, maybe the way you held yourself or this is just like how I felt in the moment. Oh,
2: true. But true, I true, felt true.
1: Yeah, I felt like all of you had like all this like more of this like queer experience and like understanding of yourself and like I was constantly trying to be like, but guys, I also, I just love who I love. And I was like constantly saying it. And it wasn't because I was like loud and proud. It was because I was like, I'm trying to convince you because I feel like I haven't convinced you. And I don't feel convinced because I don't feel accepted. Anyway, sorry. That was a
2: fucking tangent. No, don't be sorry. That like I can resonate with like so much of that. And I do think like like what got us started on all that was like you said it so correctly like it's it's limiting like to not want to date someone because you don't have a guaranteed like like you know line to the like finish line, you know? Like you're mm-hmm. you're on your way to something and you're like, "Oh yeah, this person's end game." Like unless they're end game, I don't even want it, which to be fair if you're a unrealistic person who's looking to settle down and that's like that's like what you want you find someone who wants the same thing fair but like to to find someone who wants the same thing but hasn't filled a certain amount of quota of sexual experience romantic experience or um any experience in general with someone of the same sex that shouldn't be like oh we want the same things but like you check all the boxes, but you've just
1: like never had a real girlfriend before, and it's like, you know what? I actually d- wouldn't want to waste my time with you anyway. Because, yeah, really, um, by the logic of being like, well, I don't want them to leave me for another man, like they don't have experience with a woman, um, you are limiting yourself, you're mm-hmm. limiting the person that you supposedly have feelings for, and also anyone can leave you at any time, baby. That's life. Uh, you choose to be in a partnership with someone and love them and be with them and put all your eggs into that basket with that person, you are running that risk because life is fucking crazy and you don't know. You just don't know. And that's the beauty of it is taking that chance. Actually, Chris and I have had a lot of discussions about this kind of thing lately, like because I'm just having epiphany after epiphany about my life. And I just realized that like vulnerability and relationships are so hard as is so to add extra shit that makes it 10 times harder why why are you doing that to yourself and why are you doing that to other people because it's just loving someone and being with someone is hard enough in the world Um, especially in a queer relationship to add that as another defining tool is just It's just overcomplicating something that doesn't need to be. And I understand the risks. I get it. Like, people have been scorned. I respect that. Um, You know, I don't – I'm sure I've scorned individuals for my terrible choices. For sure. um, Because I do just love who I love and I can kind of – you know, I I know I've made some questionable decisions and stuff like that. But um, I don't think that that should negate people from ever going down the path of being with somebody who can – who – you know, can potentially end up with whoever, you know? And when they feel the same, ugh, I can't get into that. That's a little bit too problematic. I won't say that what I was going to say, but I'm just saying like, it's just one of those things.
0: I think that this is an interesting conversation because um, uh, like, I don't necessarily have the same experience with like someone being like, well, you haven't had this like, ex-gender as a partner. I've just had the experience of you've never had a partner. And so because of, like, that experience, I know what you're talking about where, like, like nobody's wanted to date me yet, you know? Um, And so this is the first time, um, we'll talk about it in my news in just a moment, but this is the first time that I have been, like, in a relationship ever that has been mutually, like, actually like reciprocated on both sides and we both feel the same way but then at kind of at the same time like again I was met with like uh, like you know you aren't experienced in this so I don't know if this is going to be something that we should do and I'm like okay that's fine um (laughs) but how the fuck am I supposed to get experience like I don't really get it and it's like that thing where you know you um It's like that thing where uh, you—it's like a job. Yeah, the job thing where it's like you have to have five years of experience to work this like zero experience needed job. Like I don't have that and I can't get it. So like this, there's there should not be an entry level here. Um, each relationship that you have should be taken as a new relationship. But the thing is, is that we carry baggage with us as humans, and I think that that's what kind of jades us. Is like we either hear things and apply it to like oh my gosh I'm not going to be with someone like that or we uh, experience like, I cannot be with that again. And so we bring that into the next relationship and are very wary of it. Um, And I mean, I'm guilty of that too. As much as I haven't been in a relationship that I would like described where it's mutual, I have been in some relationships where like, I don't think that I would settle for certain things in the future. However, knowing this, the other thing too, is that um, I did find that uh, when I opened myself up on Tinder uh, to, women for the first time um I didn't get I got one match and it fizzled out and it's weird because I was like I don't know how to talk to women I think I'm scared of women (laughs) oh
1: my god you know what's so (laughs) funny you know what's so fucking funny is that when I was like when I had all my tinder matches and everything open and I was going both ways and I was talking we all know if you go back in the podcast I was talking to that girl for a while and things were going on, and um, I had such an easier time talking to women, and I'm scared to talk to men, like, I put on, like, a total fucking persona when talking to men in comparison to, like, women where I am still a little bit cheeky, but there's, like, way more confidence in my approach with women than there is with men, and I think that is, like, a perpetuated dynamic in the world, like, society-wise that I feel like because of, how I am which let's be real like I'm a I'm a pretty queer person like I kind of downplay myself quite frequently but if I'm fully being myself I be a little bit what do we used to call it soft butch soft butch I think is the best way to say it because I'm pretty feminine presenting I'm soft but like I hold myself like a hey mama's lesbian sometimes 100 fucking percent I can attest to that like that is true that is how that is the 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 role that I play and that's not play but like that's how I am right and those and that kind of dynamic but obviously in a partnership with them um, with um like a cis male or a, a person identifying as man I um I don't obviously like I still have that kind of cheeky sense of humor but it's it's definitely a different side that I kind of let come out and like both of these these variations of individuals kind of bring out certain pinpoints but I will say that's so interesting that you said that truly
0: I just like when I was talking to her I was just like oh my god this feels like the very first time I'm talking to literally anybody because I don't understand like what what is this conversation like I'm trying so hard should I be trying this hard but like I'm also like I'm nervous. This isn't going to go well. I'm nervous of what to say because like, what if it doesn't like, you know, go anywhere? Like, what am I going to do? And like, I'm just like, this person is so attractive. What do I even like? And it just like, it's just like freaking out about all these things. And then all of a sudden it's just like, it fizzles out anyway. And so I'm like, okay, well, great.
1: <laughs> it's just like, it's so weird. Dating is so fucking weird, especially when, and I think Chris, like you and, and even Melanie with your past experience the three of us actually can really relate on this level of like when we were kind of dating, we're all in this kind of middle ground. Um, Or Melanie, I can't attest to what you identify as now. Sorry, we didn't really cover that. But I, 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 from what I still remember, we've all kind of been in a middle ground, like, like not that trans non-binary is middle ground, but I feel like it's like one of those undefined areas and Melanie and I have always kind of gone undefined. And so dating is so weird because I also think that other people don't know how to take that on on our side. And I know it's different for the whole gender aspect of things, but I really do think that because um Melanie and I come from a lot of su- substantial relationships being predominantly with men and then going in and trying to talk to like women and being like, hey, like da-da-da. And it's like we I've had limited experience, but I've had experience nonetheless. But it still is just like, okay. <laughs> How are they gonna take this? Like, what is the dynamic here? Because it it is so, it's so fuzzy for them and fuzzy for us as we're navigating that. Especially again for Melanie and myself when we were kind of like dating like that, it was kind of like, where do I fit into all of this? And I guess Chris, for you at the time, it was like, where do I fucking fit into all of this? Because yeah, it's exactly
0: what's happening. Yeah, that's what happened, and not what is happening now. I guess. Well, it's a little bit what's happening. Like when okay it's like this like weird thing where you are like, you go through an understanding of like, Oh, I think I'm gay. And then you're like, okay, well like, and okay. So when I was growing up, I was like, I'm bisexual. I thought that I was saying that because I just was like, you know, doing that thing where people like the whole hand holding bisexual, where I get to hold hands with boys in public, but like still get to go, or, you know, like that whole thing. I think that that was like the stereotype I was going through. Um, But the enforcement of like, you're either gay or you're straight. Was really applied to me and so i never got to experience the like bisexuality part of it where i could be like trying like more than just like i, I limited myself either way um but in that like starting out as straight i did have a little bit of like some experience experience but then people were also like telling me that like if you're going to be like if you are gay you're going to hurt people um if you uh say that you're gay to them after you have like stopped dating them. Like if you're not going to date women for the rest of your life, then you're going to hurt this person. Like for example, my grade nine girlfriend, Um, when we broke up, my mom was like, really um, maybe I shouldn't say my mom. Someone in my life was really, (laughs) was like, really like, oh, you know, like, I've dated uh, dated gay men before that, like, I thought were straight. And then it turned out that they weren't. I just, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And I'm like, I don't want to break anybody's heart. So I kind of limited myself in that way, too, where I was like, I don't feel like it's like, if I'm not going to be dating one, if if I'm going to be dating one, I should not be dating the other. And so like, it was just strictly enforced. Then I came to terms with my gayness. So I was gay. Okay, go.
1: I just, it's, it touches on the conversation you and I had yesterday, and yep. ju- I'm going to say it real quick because I want to hear your next point, but yep. literally we're having this question, I was having this conversation with Chris yesterday where I was like, uh, it's actually, it's not going to be short, I can't say it yet, you keep okay. going and then we'll rally back, just remind me.
0: Okay, I, like, where, uh, so I came to terms with the idea that I am gay, okay, cool, then I have a crisis about gender (laughs) and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm non-binary. Okay. And then I'm like, wait, things aren't as, black and white as I thought that they were. And I'm finding that even more for the, like I've been just finding it more and more and more and more and more like throughout my life. Like even two or three years ago, Sam and I had an argument about what bisexuality even fucking meant. And so like, I just like, I continue to expand my understandings of like, you can be this and this, and you can also be this or this, or you could be neither one, or you could be everything in between all at the exact same time. It doesn't fucking matter because like everything is gray. And so like knowing that, I kind of like came to this now new understanding of like well what the fuck is my sexuality then like how am I gay am I still I'm confused and then I'm like but like if I like I come to this understanding of like okay well maybe I am bisexual but then at the same time I like I find out again that I'm like wait my gender changed again (laughs) like am I like because I'm like I'm trans feminine In a way that like I never really understood before and now so I'm like, well, maybe do I want to use he him pronouns anymore? I'm not sure. So what does that mean for me? Am I like identifying in this feminine way? If I'm identifying in this feminine way, then what does that mean if I'm attracted to women? and is it only women? Am i attracted to only the feminine parts of people in a romantic way? Am i attracted to like masculine parts of people in only like a sexual way? How does this work? And so it just gets more and more fucking complicated until you get to the point where you're like, i'm just fucking queer. I'm going to mind my business and not even look into it anymore. I'm tired.
1: <laughs> Honestly, preach to the fucking choir cuz i feel like that's so what it is. I was like i've always like like been interested in women and I've always like done these things but all I've dated is men and then it was like it it just like got to a point where I was like literally fuck all of this I don't know I don't know I'm still fucking navigating it currently in a fucking sexuality crisis as we're fucking filming this right now so like I get it like I'm like do I want to identify as this despite it feeling so right and so I guess I will just jump into my point that Chris and I were talking about where I was like specifically when you were just like you can be everything all at once. And I think Chris and I were so on the same wavelength. Again, just want to touch on that because we were talking about it again yesterday. Chris and I, we have such a fluid way of thinking, but yet we do not apply that to ourselves sometimes. And it doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. So um, I was like saying that, I was like, you know, I, I, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. Okay. Um, you can hey. do this. Um, I have kind of- No, listen to- up. <laughs>
2: Um, I have come to. Sorry, I of... was having two people like, like literally this guy here, and then I got distracted. I'm <laughs> listening. I promise. No, um, and,
0: and also, I feel like you know we're coming. We're we're just like circling back and being like, Melanie, you're still you're still here. I hope you yeah. uh, like don't, don't you. think that we're not paying attention <laughs> to or anything like that. We are like uh, we're just jumping okay. off of
1: each other so well. That's right. Um, it's true. Um, I realized that I feel comfortable defining myself as gay. Uh, or lesbian and I know that may not make any fucking sense because I can will probably continue to pursue my cats are arguing I will can probably continue to pursue men potentially but I realized that I am really attracted to women and it just feels right to call myself that and it may not be a traditional version of what somebody would call themselves um for sure But it's what feels right. And let's be fucking honest, anyone who has known me, I've been for years calling myself gay. And I've always done it in a little cheeky way. But why have I been have I, I've been using that as like a kind of like a scope of being like, Oh, if I throw it out there, are they going to deny it? Or do they agree and think it's true? And it's like, okay, but why? Why were you doing that, baby? And it's like, Oh, because that's, what you are and that's how you want to identify. And the thing is, is like, yes, I just, I love who I love and I firmly believe in that. Um, But it feels right to call myself that. And back onto what Chris was saying as well is the, the aspect that you're talking about when you're saying, well, my grade nine girlfriend, I broke up with her. And after what the person in my life told me, I feel like I can't be with the the opposite because or a variation or someone thing else because that's going to affect that person. And like that's a big part in why I haven't been like going around being like okay like this is what I want to identify as now because I don't want in turn to make my partner feel maybe uncomfortable. Like if I'm with a man and I start calling myself gay and a lesbian like how are they going to to take that? You know? Um, and so it's, like, very difficult to kind of find where, where I need to explain myself or where they just need to, like, be accepting of that. Um, but the, 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 at the end of the day, in two years, who knows what I will identify as, right? But for the present moment, regardless of who I am with, I feel comfortable calling myself gay so that's that um so funny Chris Kellum and I were in a meeting not too long ago and Chris just went like oh yeah because you're a lesbian and then I was like I haven't told Kellum yet (laughs) Chris was like I'm so sorry I outed you. I'm so fucking sorry and I laughed so hard but I actually was like internally like I was actually like borderline panicking I was like What the fuck! I was like, this is so funny because I couldn't have wanted it to go anywhere, any other way because it it was just so like on brand, and I loved it because Chris was like, oh, you had only told me, and I was like, yeah, but that's okay, (laughs) at least we got it out of the way.
2: (laughs) I was like, that That is so funny. I can't. I mean, it's like like, like, I know that it it's because it's you two that that situation is funny. And because it was Kellum, like because it was all of you and in the good company, like could have been bad, but Not it bad. wasn't. <laughs> That's what we said. I
1: was like, honestly, for this to have happened to anyone at any time in any scenario with anybody, like this was perfect time, perfect place. And it was just so funny. Cause I don't even think Kellum like actually got it. Like Kellum was just like, oh yeah, Chris calling Sam a lesbian again, like whatever, right? But then Chris went back and was like, oh, whoops, you haven't said anything, have you? And then Callum was like, I'm sorry, what now? And then it's like, <laughs> we could have actually probably just like kept on going. Glazed over. But glazed over. But we were like, you know what? No, let's let's just we'll just get her out of the way. I'm
0: gonna circle back. <laughs> Damn, you're a lesbian. Callum, <laughs> did you know this?
2: And then the best part too is
1: like Kelvin Chris being like, yeah, we've been known. And it's like every time too, like every time I'm like, Hey, uh, Hey guys, just thinking of blah, blah, blah. And then y'all are like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so they, so they were already there. Uh, it's just me. <laughs> They're so patient in waiting for me. We do love it. Love it's so good, okay. but yeah, I definitely have to agree. Like it's, how fitting lesbian
0: episode. Um right. now, <laughs> how do yeah. you feel about all this?
2: I how feel very good.
0: Okay.
2: I'm also very curious what number are we like where where did we get lost in the three new things? <laughs> 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 I'm like sitting here, and I'm not gonna lie. Every there's like this one little moment where suddenly I'm like, "Are we on Chris's second thing,
0: or did we we even through any things? We haven't
1: even done one."
0: Yeah, so let's circle back. Before we get into my things, I'm gonna talk about you again, and then we just like devolved into like all this whole conversation. Apologies to the audience.
2: I loved it. And would we expect anything less
1: from us, you know? No. Seriously. Apologies to Kellum, who has to fucking try and piece this shit together in a fluid yeah. motion. Best of luck. Don't even you worry about it. You. Just put it in
0: this order. <laughs> Just put it in this order. It best represents <laughs> us.
1: Just <laughs> absolute chaos, the three of us, as always.
0: Correct. Relief. Oh my god. So okay, I guess we'll, we'll
1: circle back. Crap. Burp, burp, burp.
0: Ridiculous. I fucking love us. I'm obsessed. Okay. So. <laughs> um. Okay. So I. The last time that I was on the podcast was fucking January. So that was like three months ago at this point, which is wild. Um, just wanted to say hi, everybody. I'm back. Um, I never went anywhere. I just wanted to, you know, give the fun little spotlight to Callum and Sam with their spicy little stories because I loved it. Um, if you haven't listened to those episodes, they are my fucking fave. I am obsessed. Um, secondly... Um, since it was January uh lots of things have kind of happened um at the very end of January I met someone um so I've uh been seeing someone since the end of January and it's going very 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 well and I'm very very happy in this relationship and I am very excited to be here very pleased um I think that I'm going to say that yeah, I'm gonna say it. I love this person and I'm very into them, um, in a very cool way. Um, and I don't want them to leave me. In, <laughs> I feel very like attached in a very weird way. That's like okay, um, Christopher, <laughs> but like also I kind of am having like crises after crisis after crisis after crises, uh, of like trying to figure out like how do I um navigate a relationship because this is kind of the first time that like it's been. I don't want to say real because that invalidates a lot of other things, but like, I also am kind of like, whatever we're here. We, here we are I, for the past, like whole podcast, the whole time I've been on this podcast, I've identified as a romantic. So this is point number two. I have changed that. And I don't know exactly what that means for me right now, um, because I'm pretty sure that it does mean that I'm demiromantic um, in that I have to like find that someone in order to feel that. Um, either that or I'm maybe pan romantic either that or maybe I just know I'm confused about it so I'm not going to get into it but like aromantic is off the table at this point to be honest but aromantic is still an umbrella so I guess technically if I'm like in that space then maybe demiromantic being there I still am aromantic it's complicated it's it's queer here we are I just um, want to and... say like
1: we should just relabel this
2: episode to like coming out <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> just exploring everything about everyone yeah exactly. this is
2: giving me very like newsy vibes like extra extra read all about it we know who we are we're here we're get used to it queer babies
0: <laughs> i i do want to acknowledge that melanie that like i for like with regard to queer time like I do feel kind of like we're a little bit like mid 20s of like queerness like we're kind of like developing we're almost there but like I also think that like in some ways I feel so fucking old I will acknowledge that too Sam. so like here we are we queer time is fucking real um, and my third thing is that um, since January, I've been teaching gender studies, equity studies, and it's been a real fucking slice. And I'm having the time of my life. And um, for the first time ever, I've got a student teacher, which is super cool. I fucking love her. Um, and I have wanted a student teacher for like as long as I've been a teacher. And I know that that's stupid. But like I was like, obviously, I have to like build up to it and get there and like be able to teach something. But like, I feel like I'm in that spot now and I feel like I'm doing an OK job. Um I apologize because this is the first time to my student teacher. This is the first time um, that I'm doing this and therefore you're not getting my full, like you're not getting full benefits. Someone down the line will get the full benefits. Apologies, but you know what? We're here and you've learned, I'm pretty sure. And i fucking learned and I'm very happy about it. And I love, 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 loved this. And so here we are.
1: Just want to celebrate that again, you tried to undermine yourself again. Don't love it. Um, I'm sure you're doing an absolutely amazing job. It's your first like, t- student teacher, and you probably killed it. And they're gonna be so happy to say that you're the first point in their journey. And same goes for you saying about them. But, um, I was gonna say something else, I was gonna say I was really proud of you. That's all Thanks. just because I just know that, like, when you trained me, even though we got hired at the same fucking time, <laughs> 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 but when you trained me, um. I just know that, like, I just, I don't know, the growth that I've seen in you, I just know that, like, that's been, that's, like, touched every corner of your life, and I can only imagine just, like, how much better you've gotten at that,
0: so it's very exciting. All right, well, Sam, it's your turn to discuss things about yourself.
1: My news, so um, I'm obviously still working my job, and I'm getting closer to being able to do my interview to go to the next level in my job, which is really exciting, And I feel like really confident and really good about the work that I'm doing. And I'm just getting really proud because I feel I felt a little out of touch the last two uh, two weeks, you know, uh, mental illness. Um, So I've just been in a bit of a rough kind of episode, which is fine. Um, but I feel like today being in this meeting that I I was in a district meeting today, I just feel a little bit more revitalized. And I always feel that after these meetings, they get me so excited for launches and stuff, which is so nerdy, but like, I fucking love sitting in a room full of people and like bouncing ideas off of things and like, okay, how can we like better set our teams up for success? And like, what can we do to like coach them further? And I'm like, I, I don't know why, but I just fucking love it. And it's so gross. Anyway, so I already showed Chris, but I got a little award today for leading my team. And we had like the best results in our district, which is no one come for me, okay. But I like to be a little bit of a teacher's pet. I don't act that way, but I am. And so I got this in front of everyone and I was real fucking weird about it because that's how I am. But I love getting validation in front of people. I just am fucking weird about receiving it at the same time. Like I don't get it, but got that, felt really good about it. Had a couple of people like say that I'm doing really good work. I love it, gas me up, please. People said I was funny today. Again, guess me up, please. I think I'm fucking hilarious. Tell me more. (laughs) Um, I guess I'm a lesbian. So that's the other piece of news. It is what it is, I guess. Um, So anyway, my real third piece of information, which is not that exciting, is, well, it is exciting. I got uh, another tattoo. And anyone who knows me on social media knows that I have it. But it's so sick. But I had to put the second skin on yesterday because it had like, I have never had so much plasma in less than 24 hours in my life. Like it was like, I took it off in the shower and it just like was pouring out. Like, I wish I was joking. I'm not. It was literally pouring out like this, like little ink sack. And I had to put the new one on, put it on so poorly. Cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I've never had to put on new second skin. Um, but it was six hours and she did a great job, but she was an apprentice. So it took a really long time and not going to lie, like near the end, I was like, buddy, we need to wrap this shit up or I will die. Uh, Cause I've just been here for so long. Um, and then I just lived with an ice pack on my leg. She kind of raw dogged my, my, my calf a little bit, but honestly, um, I thought a lot more fallout was happening and it, I think it's healing up pretty nicely. So that's not really that exciting. I like my job for the most part. It does stress me out, but I love my job. If you're listening, I love my job, <laughs> and uh, I'm gay, and I have a tattoo, so pretty anticlimactic in terms of what y'all got going on, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's a lesbian thing to do. Play well, you're, you're, I think, like, because you play softball, I think you've got a one-up on me. You don't need the knife. Like, I need the knife to compensate for the fact that I don't fucking play lesbian softball.
2: Yeah, I told my I told one of my coworkers when we got together like the, our company took us out on St. Patrick's Day, and um, one of the people who we'd had like an outright conversation like knows like I'm I'm dating a, a woman and literally <laughs> I said it was the first time I said um yeah like I signed up for softball again this year so I play first base so I really like it and she literally went oh yeah you would play softball but then we made it it was this it was this ongoing joke that no none of the straights got it around me and we both joked with each other and it was like there was a glitch in the system cuz for some reason i don't know what we like did this motion with each other and we literally went like this and we went <laughs> <laughs> at the same time <laughs> and it was so funny because it was so short so specific it was just this thing of I recognize you made a funny I thought it was fucking brilliant and also what a coincidence you're right of course I would play softball and because we went <laughs> it was I don't even know if it was that prominent we were in the middle of a jackass or things were loud but I watched I watched three of the co-workers around us all just go the fuck just happened like like they were like did i see and they literally went they were not a single one of them understood it and uh it was very funny
1: oh i love that so much
0: that's actually like a really fun story and i'm obsessed with it and thank you so much for telling me and i'm going (laughs) to probably do that with just like
1: fucking like yeah just like that's so good that's so good
0: like Uh, speaking of which i want to interject for a moment and i want to steer us back toward lesbian visibility day for like the rest of the podcast mainly because i want to talk about two things one of them being um first of all actually before we do that i want to say if anybody has anything to say please come and talk to us we are an open book open community like come into our dms tell us I was upset about this, or you know what, that was hilarious, or I am a lesbian, I feel this way, or like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I want to hear it. This is a community, okay? This is your community, and we are here for you, and we want to listen. Number two, next thing. Um, speaking of boxes, we want to hear something from each of us, and it goes something like this. um I was just talking to uh my new person that I'm with and I uh was talking about how like there are certain ways in which I feel like I identify as a lesbian as well um and I am not 100% sure how to articulate that I'm not 100% sure that it's fully realized yet I'm not 100% sure that I didn't hurt this person when I was talking about it because like there are it's complicated and i in the way that sam was describing earlier where like i'm worried about like the person that's like with me i think i did hurt them in that way and so like i am kind of like trying to navigate it but i also am coming to realize that maybe that's not the point like i'm not using lesbian as an identity for myself i'm using it as a way to relate my own experience um or like communicate my experience i'm using it as a way to be like this is how i feel in this specific instance and in these specific ways so i want to know how do you relate to the word or the identity lesbian
1: i think that's so necessary to ask that's a good way of saying that because it's one thing to say you identify and it's a different to say like i relate to this and this feels right because i feel like that's more where i'm at whereas like it's something that feels right and it makes sense Um, but you're right. Like it's so much more complex than that. So sorry, Melanie, I'm gonna take it from here real quick and then I'll let you go. I'm so sorry. Um, but I would say that the reason and the realization that I've come to, in fact, like to, to find myself kind of in that place to feel like that that's the case is, um, because, um, I feel like a part of me has always been really attracted to women, very interested in women. Like i That is kind of always been me and I've kind of put it on the back burner because I was always kind of in relationships with men and um, I just, and I've said it in a lot of the last few podcasts, but there's a certain level of vulnerability being with a woman and I have issues with that. And so I think that's what's kind of pushed me away from it. But I think in this new era of me where I'm trying to accept this vulnerability and pursue it and share it with people and like take these risks um, I think that's a part of that journey and that's accepting that quite frankly, I've always been a little bit more drawn to that end of the spectrum for me personally. And it just feels right because it's validating and it doesn't feel like imposter syndrome or I have to like, yes, I still feel a little like, I have to over-explain myself when like, why do you have a boyfriend? And then you're calling yourself this, right? But, um, it just it just feels right. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it just makes sense. And it feels comfortable. And it feels like, no, like that is who I am. And it's, it's when I was saying I was, Oh, I'm unidentified. Well, with that, there still come so many questions or being like, I love who I love, which is still the case. Um, There's still so many questions. And then you're justifying and you're backpedaling and you're over explaining and you're oversharing Whereas if I just say that I'm gay, it just is the giant answer to that question because we're in a place in the world right now where that honestly still is just as fluid as a definition is queer. And um, I'm comfortable saying that and feeling good about it and kind of done making it a bit, done making it a joke to kind of feel out how, if people agree with it or not, because I feel solidified as nothing myself and then how I'm feeling to say that that is the case of who I am. But I do agree, it is really challenging to try and explain that kind of mindset and that kind of thought process to somebody who maybe doesn't have the same fluid way of thinking. And I find a lot of the time I do end up with people who are a bit more analytical and not as fluid in thought process. And so it's even more complex to find a middle ground that allows you to identify what you're trying to say in a way that's actually legible for them to pick up on. Because it's, to them, it's like, it's this or that. Like, this is what that um, definition is. So, that's what this is. But you're doing this and this. And it's like, okay, how do we find, how do I do this that it doesn't hurt you? Because again, I'm in the exact same place as you are right now, Chris, where I'm like, I'm saying this on a fucking podcast right now. There's people in my life who listen to it, there's people that I've been with. Like, how are they going to feel with this information? How am I going to navigate these conversations with the relationships that I'm in right now? Um, A relationship that I'm in right now. And it's like, it's a lot to swallow. But I think when you're coming back to it and you're just going to the core of it where it's like, this just feels right. And it's still as open as I am. And this is my interpretation and my definition. And that's all you can do is put it in, these are my takeaways from it. Like this is how I'm taking it for what it is and hoping that they can try to look at it from your viewpoint and at least have the honesty to tell you why, okay, This is why I'm having trouble digesting this. And this is why I need you to explain to me a little bit more. But you need like two people with emotional intelligence and confidence to like say what they need to say, which this now sounds like relationship advice and I'm super sorry. But I'm just thinking like thinking out loud for myself and thinking out loud for you on how to navigate the situation because I think that's all you really can do is just like say your piece and hope that they end up on the same page as you. And um, over explaining it's not going to do you any good and not explaining it at all is not going to do you any good, which is not who you are anyway. But hypothetically, if you decide to go that route for some whatever fucking reason that I doubt, it's like, <laughs> you know, what, am, what are you to do? And all it is in, in all things in life is you're going to make the fucking best of it and do what you can. But ultimately, everyone's reality is so different than the next. So everyone's interpretation is going to be so different. Um, you just you just need to find formulate the words that can best express it and I think of it like the same way we do it at my job explain it like you would to a five-year-old truly it does make everything that much easier to get people to see what you're saying anyway (laughs) that's my piece (laughs) Melody. (laughs) that
2: was really good I liked I don't know I, I feel like um I liked listening and it was so funny because when Chris asked this question immediately, I was like, oh shit, I don't fucking know how to answer that. That was my immediate reaction was like, why the fuck are you asking me this? And for some reason I was like, why does that make me have that reaction? Like, I don't know. And then, and then the whole time I was actually like, don't think about what you're fucking going to say. Just listen to Sam, just listen to what Sam has to say. And then. It's going to be your turn and whatever's going to come out will probably be the truth. Um, but it is not pre-planned. I don't actually know what I'm going to even answer, like what I'm going to say. But the one thing I will say r- to start is that, um, so at this job it's a, that I'm at, I'm, it's a corporate position and it's like kind of my first time in this sort type of situation. And I'd say it's probably one of the most hetero places I've worked um, in the last while, like it is very, it's, it's old fashioned in some senses, the, just the industry that being said, it's a fairly new company. So like the people and the energy and the vibe is like fresh, but it's still, I wouldn't say like, I feel like I just came from a place where I worked with predominantly like queer identifying people you know, like trans non-binary co-workers and everyone was walking around just like, this is me, I'm here. And everyone was like, we fucking support you being here and we love it. And so like that energy was really great. And then, so when I came into this job, I was immediately like, I don't even, I don't even know what to do. And now the funny thing is, is like, okay, it would be impossible for me to not talk about my girlfriend because I'm literally with her all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like how could you never come up and i feel like i do mention her all the time because i'm like we have a lot of um like i'm one thing that was very important to me in this relationship that has never been um a thing in my relationships in the past like with the men i've dated i never really was in a rush to get any of them to meet my friends it was kind of like i almost didn't want to like mesh the worlds like i was kind of like my friends are my people and the guys are date. That's just like what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> okay. So I feel like it was kind of me being like never quite true to myself and never quite feeling like it fit. It was just a mold that I felt kind of like had to happen. And it was also never like I was seeking anyone out. It was always just like, well, you're here, <laughs> Like, you know, like, are we doing this? Like, I don't know. It'll be what it'll be. And, um, the funny thing is that like now that i'm actually in a in a queer relationship and 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 also like like in what capacity do i want to talk about that in my work life with people who don't know me in the same capacity that the people i've worked with over the last quite like quite a few years and even in all their jobs like all of those people know me for exactly who i am and it actually took me a few weeks before i was like I'm going to mention I have a girlfriend because I swear I've never said my partner, my partner, my partner, this, my partner, that, never said my partner this much in my goddamn life. (laughs) And so, everyone, the funny thing is when you talk later to the coworkers, and I'm getting to know everyone, they're like, Yeah, we kind of thought you might be queer when you didn't say my boyfriend. (laughs) It was literally just the use of partner was enough to have people going straight people say that too you know like so it was like people genuinely weren't quite clear like who I was or where I was coming from and you know I kind of made a conscious decision with that like I right away like um because of the environment I was going to work in I was a little bit afraid of like the tokenism of being maybe the only lesbian in the office or like the only person in, in a queer relationship in the office. Like, that's just like the numbers we're talking here where like, I went from feeling like everyone can relate to somewhat of, and now I'm like, everyone is possibly hetero, you know? So it's, um it's been an adjustment, but it's like, well, interesting that I chose to not just come out right away with my girlfriend, this and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny though, because I just kind of had some judgments in this way of like I didn't want to be seen as like just the lesbian in the office or like you know I wanted people like at every job I feel like I've ever had I wanted people to know me for Melanie I like wanted to be able to be myself in whatever capacity that is and to be able to like get to know people be friendly joke around and like overall just kind of like I don't know, I guess bring the energy that I think I can and am capable of bringing to a workplace and like a team and stuff like that. So I feel like, but I was definitely scared and do you know, (laughs) and I was definitely scared because, um, do you know, it wasn't until Valentine's day that I kind of came out to the majority of my, my coworkers. Um, like I had come out, I think a little bit earlier, with a couple of people, but not everyone was in the room. So I was like, oh, you know, like not everyone knew. Um, But at one point they were talking about some super hetero stuff here, like who wears the pants in the relationship, really putting gender on it. And like in every, you know, straight couples relationship, the woman is in charge and the man just does what he, you know, but so like, I think that in the context of this, my coworker was saying that like, I guess, we weren't taking constructive criticism well. And it was like a thing, like we weren't willing to give constructive criticism because we didn't want to hurt each other. We didn't quite know what we were critiquing. We didn't feel like it was our place to tell someone else how to do something that we didn't feel confident in, if that makes sense. Anyway, and she was telling us, uh, like our our trainer was like, no, you just need to confidently go into it. Like in this job, you wear the pants. And that really like, it, it bothered me because a part of me was like, who fucking cares if I'm wearing pants or not? Like that's... Sh- like, like, that doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to wear any pants. Okay. Like, it, it's just like, it's weird to me. And I remember in that moment, I was like, now's the time I'm going to come out. So as she was going around the table and I swear, it was like a ticking clock with the Valentine's day conversation because, um, she went around and she was asking like different people what they were doing for Valentine's day. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. I'm, I'm jumping stories blah 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 rewind all of that until it makes sense and I line up with the last story so the actual story is that um when everyone was going around and talking about the pants she asked she turned to me and up until then I'd only said my partner my partner so no one knew who I was dating and she was kind of insinuating for me to answer the question next like who wears the pants in your relationship and my like straight coworker had just gone. And she said, oh, I wear the pants at home and I wear the p- pants here, you know, kind of thing. And everyone went, yeah. And then I literally looked at my coworker and I was like, well, we're both women. So, and the whole room erupted for no, I, I like literally didn't even expect it, but I like kind of came out and my room of coworkers like erupted in cheering. <laughs> I just say like, it was the weirdest because I did, like, I, it was one of those moments that again, could have gone really bad could have been, like, uncomfortable, or you never know, and, um, and for some reason, it gave me so much joy to know that I, like, was, like, it, like, who the fuck cares who's wearing the pants in our relationship? <laughs> We're both women. We're fucking all your, like, gender norms and, like, expectations of, from society, like, it's, like, like, you don't, like, up until now, you haven't known who I've been dating and who my partner is, but I'm here to tell you that it's a woman, and, like, I don't fucking care what you think about that.
0: And I, I feel this. like
2: I said it with such confidence, not all of that. I didn't say any of it. I just said, I'm dating a woman. So we both wear pants. And honestly, that felt really good. And then it was kind of with Valentine's day. It was the same thing where I just was like, you know, it's, it's weird comparing my relationship to now all my coworkers who are like very heterosexual. Um, again, it's like, I, I like things that are different. I like, I like here, just seeing people do what's right for them and, And supporting them in that. And so um, for me, how do I relate to the word lesbian? I never really have, to be honest with you. Um, I've kind of, again, it was like lesbians used to scare me. I used to, I used to feel like I'm not gay enough or maybe I'm not attractive enough or like all kinds of other like weird things that go through your mind. But you know, what's crazy is I've probably known I was queer since... I want to say like 12, maybe even like 11, because I literally can remember. But the funny thing is, is I've never really had crushes on anyone in my personal life. Like I I always was like better friends with women. Um, and I, and I always was like, you know, I, I didn't really date a lot and, and, but I never got like crushes on any of my friends. And I was never, I've never been like super jealous. I've always been like, kind of wanting to share and like not being mad if people were hanging out without me. Like, I'm like more the merrier, like I love it. Um, So like, I guess like how I would kind of identify myself now is I love the idea of checking multiple boxes. I definitely think that um, my go-to is queer because I'm just like, if anyone cares to ask me what I am, or if I care to tell anyone it's queer and that's like all that anyone's business really would have to do with who I'm interested in or how I identify, I would say queer is like my go-to. But now I, I would be happy saying I'm lesbian, I'm bi, uh, but I also feel like those are limiting. So I'm like, am I pansexual? Well, maybe, probably, but I I feel like also then sometimes I feel like, well, my you know, I've never really been in those types of relationships with that. Like I I haven't been in very many relationships and most of them have been with either men or now my only relationship with uh, someone who identifies as a woman. So it's like, you know, a part, but a part of me would say that I kind of would be okay with any of those identifiers because it's just what I'm open to rather than like what I'm actively living. It's how I choose to see myself and like what makes me feel good. Um, Yeah. That's it right there.
1: That's it right there. That's what makes me feel good. But it's true. Like the fact that I think it's so good that you're saying like uh, bisexual or pansexual or lesbian, they all check one of the boxes. Any of them can be technically placed for me. And, but this is where I feel the best. Like, that's what it is. Like, I think that's what I've come to this realization where it's like, I've been fucking calling myself this the whole time. And it, it, it it encompasses a portion of yeah of what I am at the end of the day, and I do realize that on the spectrum yeah maybe one side of the fucking seesaw is a little bit more down than the other okay and that's okay but it does and that doesn't eradicate the other fucking side of it do you know what I mean and it's yeah. all based on the person that I'm with and um as a person who's just saying like who, my current present self right now is feeling like this is the fucking side of the fucking seesaw that I'm on but that does not eradicate the other sections of it it's just one name one version of the bigger picture of it all I think that's such a really good way to say that
2: Mm -hmm. this is a really good like
1: it's just also
2: I love how you said a teeter-totter because all I could think is like a teeter-totter would be no fun if it was like seized and it didn't move it would be like obsolete and you'd be like what is this plank of wood just in the air uneven it's not a table (laughs) you know it's tilted you can't lean anything on top of it like it it would be useless like you know it's no longer a toy it's no longer fun it wouldn't bring you any joy it would just be a broken thing Mm -hmm. personally I think the fact that it moves and it ebbs and it flows is actually way more interesting than being stagnant could ever be and I think that's so accurate to like
1: how I think like I I think the three of us given like this conversation it's so multifaceted, like we're have a common ground, but our interpretation of it and how we live it and our meaning of it is so different from the next, but it just shows you like how broad and like different queer culture can be. Like there is not a set standard. I think it's easy to perpetuate that there's a set set standard because it makes it easy to educate people based on a jumping off point that can solidify a group, right? Um, But I think when you really get into the topic of it, I think every single queer person that I have talked to has such a different definition and different understanding of their journey. And we have a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. But when you're really diving deep into conversations like this, you realize just how much of like our lived experiences and I I don't know, like our, what our kind of core values and things are integrate into that and integrate into the definition and I think Chris you said it in so many podcasts as well where you're like or maybe it was Kellum too because I've been filming a lot with them recently where we've talked about like what it's like to be straight and how different it is to be in like hetero relationships and it's like I guess it was Kellum who had said it where it's like it's very c- clear cut and then Chris and I were having this conversation yesterday as well it's very clear cut and there's milestones that you have to hit and an expectation that you have to hit Whereas in queer culture, none of that fucking exists because there's never been a, a, an expectation for us, right?
0: I think it's interesting that uh, I really, really enjoy what you said, Melanie, as well, where it's like, you know, you kind of... it's it. I mean, it's what we've all been talking about. Like, we use the boxes as we see... As we need to as they apply we use them to describe certain things i think that's why i would say like how do you relate to the word instead of like like if i were to go up to someone and be like i am a lesbian people would be like mm. like even in this conversation that i had with uh the person that i'm dating i'm kind of like <laughs> they're like are you sure and I'm like, well, I like, like, they were receptive to it and being like, I just want you to explain yourself, really. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, no, I get it. And like, I don't know that I can right now. Um, if I think about it, like, it's not like a lot of experiences that I've had. There are only a specific amount of things. But when I break down gender so far that I get to this point where I'm like, it's my femininity. That is being attracted to your femininity in like a romantic way and that's how i'm like looking at it i'm not saying that i'm not attracted to these other things for you i'm not saying that i kind of did and i think that i regret that a little bit but i the way that i'm saying it is like i am attracted to your masculinity in like a sexual way not trying to be weird about this on a podcast but here we are no Um, this is good in a sexual way i'm kind of like attracted to your masculinity i still think that some of those things like romantically sure I'm into it but like it's not the reasons that I'm into you I think that the main reasons that I'm into you romantically and this is what makes me think that and it's it's pretty too. like I'm I'm I don't think that it's like I'm not looking at my like my masculine self and being like I'm attracted to your femininity it's that's too straight it's like I it's not it's not even like a way that I would ever consider like it to be for me it's like the way that I am attracted to you in a romantic way is so queer for me that I'm like, it just can't. And I don't think that it's in a way that would be a gay man's. And so that's why it's confusing for me. And I'm like, maybe it is lesbian, but I don't know that that's the right word. And if I were to go up to someone, it would be confusing. And so like, I'm only using that to describe one specific part of myself for myself. And like, I can't necessarily like use that word as like an identity. I just, I don't know that I can. And that's fine. If I can, I can. If I can't, I (laughs) can't.
1: in the capacity that you're explaining it in, no, it makes sense. Your femininity is attracted to their femininity. And like, when you said that, I was like, okay, no, I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think when we argued years ago about what bisexuality meant, it kind of brings us back to this point where it's like, really at the end of the day, and you see it on TikTok, you see so much fucking discourse with the lesbians. At least I do, because I am on lesbian TikToks. There's so much discourse between people not wanting to say the word or people calling themselves sapphic. And then, you know, I I can see where things can get a little bit complicated because of when you get into gender identities and somebody's still calling themselves this and that and whatever. But at the end of the day, is there really any fucking harm in it? Like, is there really, like, is it actually harmful for you to say that about yourself? Mm -hmm. No, it isn't. It actually isn't. And if there is some form that somebody out there listening to this is going to be like, actually, it's harmful for this, for this reason. Please say it because I would love to know. But at what point are you going so far left that you're going right? Well, that's because the thing is that like, even that in conversation. That is my concern. Yeah. Because I think we're getting to a point where it's like, mm-hmm. this is the box and this is what it has to be. And it's like, no, because no. the way that you explain it clicks. And it's yeah. not harmful for you to say that that's about yourself. It's like the girl, girl in red, the girl who is in girl in red said that she doesn't like the word lesbian. A huge discourse about her not liking the word lesbian. How problematic it was for her to le- not like the word lesbian. Is really, a, a, why doesn't she like the word lesbian? It just doesn't fit for how she identifies herself. That's what she said. That was actually what the fucking interview said. But where, how was it flipped? This negative connotation about lesbian. It's like, okay, we need to like, take a second and actually sit down and are we stereotyping are we causing a problem are we actually impacting someone negatively by saying this no we're not so we're actually okay
0: yeah
1: it sucks that some people won't understand it and it sucks that some people want things clear cut but at the end of the day if you're living your life and you feel good saying that about yourself and you're like this fits even if it's just for a section of your life and what you're saying, Chris. You're trans non-binary, baby. You can say that you are a lesbian. You can. And whoever's going to say like, that's a problem. It's like, "Mm, okay, maybe we need to reevaluate what gender is and the spectrum and how fluid that all is. Because I think the issue is that we're trying so hard to not cause discourse that we are causing discourse. And it's just, if it's not hurting somebody that's actually not hurting anyone and you're not doing it with malicious intent you're doing it because that's what feels good and that makes sense and that's what's right then that should in turn be okay i I think we just need to get to that point
0: yeah this word is for me it's not Mm -hmm. about other people either like when i when i use this word i'm not getting i'm not letting it define who i'm with either like an asexual person can be with someone a bisexual person can be with no one uh like you know what i mean like a lesbian can be with a man if if that man like for example there are lots of lesbians who are with trans men for example so like it's not like this like uh, that's just one example but it just goes way farther than that obviously sam you are a lesbian in a like relationship that looks straight so Mm -hmm. like uh, there's just so many ways and so like that identifier that word is for me to describe me it has nothing to do with anybody beautiful
1: and it's true like I think it's so easy for us all the time every podcast episode everything that we consume it's all about living your authentic self being true to yourself come out when you're ready but we've also had some conversations on here where we have been like is it okay for me to say that about myself and it's like but why isn't it Yeah. Why isn't it? Is that you second guessing yourself or is that your fear of having somebody else misinterpret it and not give you the opportunity to to kind of create that space or allow that space for you to be in? And I think that that can be a really big problem in the queer community. And we've seen it and we've talked about it so many times with bisexuality because that's the easiest one to pinpoint Um, because that one always has so much shit going on um but I I think like I think what you're saying like it's for me it's not for you that's what Mm -hmm. we have to remember at the end of the day it is for me and it doesn't need to make sense to you because I don't really owe you that explanation and we've said it time and time again Melanie you and I we were calling each other queer um when your sibling Chris was on the podcast they too were like I identify as this and it's like but why do we say that because that's what feels right for us and I don't Mm -hmm. owe it to fucking anyone else I I just don't. Like what I'm doing with myself and who I am and what I'm doing is is just me, baby. And you just got to deal with it. Um, As long as you're not perpetuating anything. I think the Harry Styles episode is another really great example where we were kind of having this dialogue around like, okay, let's say Harry Styles is queer and he's not coming out. Kind of can hurt the community, but kind of doesn't hurt the community because it's proving that it's not fucking anyone's business.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Because it just isn't.
0: Yeah. I learned a lot from that episode too. Like, I think, um, you know, just the fact that like not labeling yourself is valid. Um, because like I do see the importance of being labeled and why people should continue to do it. Um, but not everybody has to, and not everybody can. And so I have, it's not that I changed my mind. I always knew that, but it just confirmed it. And like talking about those things, it just is like, yeah, it is nobody's business. Melanie, I feel like I can see you, um, wanting to say something and
2: <laughs> there was a couple times where I thought of like a little thing and then I was like oh, I'm so like sorry You were saying. no don't worry it's fine <laughs> um no I like I like everything what you said and and honestly when even just bringing up Harry Styles like um like honestly it's someone in the way that they they just want to be perceived in the way that they feel happy and it doesn't it shouldn't say anything more than that and it's so funny even when you were like you know you like someone's femininity right you can like that but you can also like you can also be like okay well what makes me feel better than just narrowing it down to femininity or what is it about femininity that i like or that i'm attracted to it's like it's more than just like one word and more like an encompassing feeling of like how someone makes you feel do i yeah. like the way they walk do i like the way they dance do i like the way they listen to music or read a book or order a coffee like or tell a joke or a story like I think you can enjoy more about someone as an essence of who they are than just like I like you because of this word in the English language that language changes all the time
0: yeah
2: that was kind of what I was gonna say I think
1: no that's that's a really good way to say
0: it I really Mm -hmm. enjoy that I yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. because like all these all these words fit and therefore like Like, when I say bisexual, yeah, that fits. When I say pansexual, yeah, that fits. When I say lesbian, yeah, that fits. Sapphic fits more than lesbian for me. And, you know, I'm, like, here we are. Like, so what? And both of them fit. And, like, gay man, okay, yeah, sure, it fits. I I just, like, I'm at all these places where I'm, like, all of these labels fit. And, therefore, um, you know, the fluidity of being able to flow through all of them tells me that, like... I don't think it's as easy as being able to narrow it down to just one. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to use them in the ways to describe myself in the ways that I need mm-hmm. to, um, That's, for a, myself, that's right? a really and, beautiful
1: way to do it though. And that's what also what Melanie literally said too. Yeah. Yeah. Those things technically fit. Yeah. And it's like, okay,
0: cool. So like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, so that's, that's kind of the, that's the whole goal is that we want to, as a community come together and see that we're all just fucking fluid. We're all here just like, I'm not saying that we're all fluid. Some people, you know, maybe I'm broad brushing but I think that like you can say going
2: against the grain, though. Going against, we're all all, we're all on the same side, which is not 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 being the norm.
0: That's exactly it. And what word describes that? Mm -hmm. Queer, queer. Like that's the that's the whole that's the whole point of the word queer. And so, like Mm -hmm. that's I think where the movement needs to go into the future is like why are we all these details between us why are we like saying like this is the difference between you and me and this is the difference between you and me where like we are all just fucking queer like you know someone who has lived for by themselves for their whole life maybe has been through a bunch of relationships but they get to the point where they're 50 and are by themselves still that's queer to me and it's just it's because it's against the like Norm of society, you did not get married, you did not have children, you did not, like, do the things that society is telling you that you are supposed to do, and therefore, you are queer, and you are with us, and you are fighting for your right to be able to do that, so that you aren't on the margins of society just because of something you didn't fulfill in society, and therefore, all of us, going through these, like, little tiny nuances of, like, this is my description for now, I'm demi-romantic. I'm, you know, asexual, I'm this, I'm that. Yes, you are and I 100% believe you, but what we need to do is come together and make sure that like that uh that like being queer is highlighted because we are going against the norm, but we deserve rights and we deserve to be here regardless.
2: Yeah, I
1: think like I love that. That was like so powerful. This whole like last little bit has been super powerful. I just feel like I think like we've seen it and we're always stronger with numbers and I think it's very easy as, for us to all be like okay well I, like I, and I get it like you want to find a sense of community that can really relate to like what you're experiencing and I totally respect that um, but I think if we were to all look at this in that sense of we're all queer and we're all in this together because we're all going against the grain how much more impactful what the work that we are doing and the things that we're talking about and the and the things that the space that we take up in the world, it would just be that much more impactful if we were looking at, at it as a much more multifaceted community than in the ways in which we are right now. And I think um I think having little units are always really great. Like I think of course. Like, your chosen family is a great prime example of that. However, um it takes a village to raise, to raise a child. And I think like I think of that as like the world. And yes. when everyone can actually come together and like rally together, it's going to be impossible. It's never going to happen. But on a basic level for human decency, I would hope that is plausible. Um, we all would all need to come together in some capacity because that's, what's going to like elevate us and take us on to the next thing.
0: Um, you know? That's- but like, yeah, I know. I see what you're saying. I just want to say that I disagree with you that I, th- I think it is possible. Um, I know that I'm very hopeful and like, just like a little bit too much of an optimist sometimes. And like, yes, I've got rose colored glasses on. However, I really do think it's possible. Um, I think of humans, individual humans as cells in a body. And I think that humanity is the body and our cells all came together to form one person and i don't think it's in conflict all the time you are the vessel humanity is the vessel for all of this knowledge that we are coming together to understand and we are going to come together i think it's just going to take a lot of work and understanding and compassion and that's what we have to move toward and sometimes it's going to be a fight because like there are people who don't want it and that's fine um but i really do think that love will win um Mm -hmm. because it's very powerful um but I'm not saying that it's going to be easy and it might not be within our lifetimes. It won't be within Mm -hmm. our lifetimes. And that sucks, but we can do it. Um, and I don't want people to lose hope.
2: No. And people shouldn't lose hope because like change starts now, right? Like that's how that is only things are only going to be implemented in the future as you change and flow things now. And it's kind of like how I think moving forward, there is going to be more and more acceptance and, um, you know, not necessarily having a normal standard in a friends group. Like, I would have to say that uh, growing up, I was kind of probably like, you know, you get, you, you hear about stereotypes, but then you see in real life, like you kind of like, I don't know. I, I remember this comedy bit I've seen on like Instagram or, so, or on TikTok, where like a comedian was joking about how like, it's time for gay men to stop being cruel to lesbians. And I think it, it just like see, like it makes you laugh, Sam, because it's kind of right. Like it's even this entire conversation you've been—you've been making me laugh with the fact when you're like, "Why don't people want to say lesbian? Like, why don't people like that word?" And I'm like, "It's so <laughs> it's, funny you say that because it is like inherently like people aren't allowed to like it's that a no-no. No. It's got it's this a gross
1: word. Yeah, there's so many women that I have talked to who like I don't want to say that I'm a lesbian, and I'm like." okay like I'm not gonna make you fucking call yourself something you don't want to call yourself but maybe dig deeper because I myself you can ask the last girl I was with she was like you've got some fucking internalized homophobia for real and I was like no I don't and then I was like I fucking do for real yeah (laughs) thanks for calling me out on that thank you love you so much um because I had to digest a lot of that and like ask myself why I was feeling that way and I was like okay yeah no I do
2: yeah. do and why but is you that? know it's it's not just you like it, it could be internalized like it's like your situation but like each individual queer person has their own expectations of how they identify and how they've grown up thinking they need to identify or show up instead of thinking oh I need to show up like this you think oh um um, because you're a lesbian, you need to have a carabiner for your keys, and you need to have a pocket knife, and you're you know, you have tattoos. and that's not true. Uh... Not every single person that identifies as a lesbian has a carabiner on their keys, has a pocket knife, and has tattoos. There's plenty that look so different. just like how you can't stereotype all gay men, all trans non-binary people look like this. Like the whole point of beauty and diversity is that things don't look the same if cookie cutter was exciting like they would each no cookie would be the same right like it would be like this is what makes you special. and and I know like obviously like everyone kind of hates on what makes you special but like No, like, I think everyone needs to identify something that makes themselves feel special, as well as identifying the things in the people that you surround yourself with, what makes them special? And what do you like about them, that they help to bring out the best in you. And like, I think that sometimes I think about the reason that I like our, like, our connection so much. And like, so many of us at David's Tea was we weren't all the same. It wasn't all, it wasn't a whole shop where everyone was, everyone was um, bi or everyone was this or everyone, you know, it was like, we had this like similar, we had like a similar wavelength, but like, what I'm saying is not every gay man's experience is the same. Not every bi person's experience is the same. Not every lesbian's experience is the same. And you know what? Sometimes based on queer culture in each of those individual facets, like you might feel like you, oh, I'm expected to go out and do this, but I actually resonate with those ones over there that like that works for me. And like, I think that just kind of surrounding yourself with more people that are different, it gives you the possibilities of finding things that do resonate with you. Otherwise, if you're not seeking out those opportunities, you're not going to find anything.
0: I've started to come to the fact that I have to acknowledge that I do have privilege in the fact that I am male you know what I mean that I was assigned male at birth I do have that privilege
1: give me one second
0: I do have that privilege you know like and so like moving through the world I do move through the world differently than someone who is assigned female at birth and is non-binary um you know what I mean like I I think that like that's a nuanced conversation as well that has to be talked about because like even Jonathan Van Ness Yes, is oppressed more than the rest of the gay men that are there. However, like even in me saying I am a lesbian doesn't feel right because of the privilege that I have. And I don't know that I need to take up that space. And like I've always been in those spaces where I'm like, I don't need to take up that space. I don't need to take up that space. I don't need to, well, it doesn't matter. Like that's not the point of this either. But I also am kind of like, I have to acknowledge the privilege, you know? Um, in order I mean, to I mean no, but
2: I think that was a good way of saying it. And, you know, I mean, acknowledging it is the first step. Like, of being like, oh, yeah, that's a reality. Cool. Now I can move forward and, and whatever. But, you know, like, it's even got me thinking of, like, queer apps for dating. Like, I feel like like Grinder, from what I've seen, is, is pretty, um, you either belong there or you don't, if, if that makes sense in the way yeah. that, like, like, you, believe me, everyone should belong there. But I feel like the, the, the dating world is very harsh in that. Oh, it is. And I, uh, whereas I feel like any apps that I'm on, it's always like everyone's welcome. And I mean, even if you look at the softball league I'm in, the softball league is like, I feel like for some reason, it's always been like, as much as people have, feel however they want to feel about the word lesbians or lesbians in general, whatever, what, like, we're always the most welcoming. Like, it's always like, We widen our umbrella and we're like, everyone come here and hang out with us. So I find that very interesting that like technically in some capacities, the people who have the most accepting nature and the most like loving ability to like lift people up and accept them for who they are. Sometimes you find that in, in certain communities more than you would others. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: I like that actually and like there are many reasons that I I think that lesbian fits for me and wh- that's one of them is like the actual culture itself like I uh like the most accepting people are the like the queer women and like maybe the lesbians and I'm like yeah that's kind of how I feel honestly like I feel like I'm accepting when I looked at up the have you ever looked up the color meanings in the lesbian flag yes I have like that's that's I think it's fucking cool I'm, I'm obsessed yeah yeah. like it's about gender nonconformity. it's about fucking yeah. Yeah. relationship to womanhood and it's about like it has nothing none of these have anything to do with actual fucking sexuality which i think is like that's 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 what i identify with is the like lesbian part that's like not necessarily like yes i'm attracted to the femininity and yes i am feminine in some ways but like i think that it's more about like the gender nonconformity and the ways that like mm-hmm. it's about powerful fucking women loving powerful fucking women and like you know, the Ooh, like, that's
2: let that's nice.
0: You no, know, like it's 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 kind of those things where I'm like, I am accepting, I accept you in the way that you are. I'm here. Um, it's a political statement, it's queer, it's like my trans femininity loving your fucking femininity and like being so here for it because femininity is so cool. Because, like, what is masculinity except for the absence of femininity? That's literally all it is. <laughs> Thanks for coming Should to this saw, episode. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you Melanie for being here today. I'm um, talking about lesbianism and lesbian things and lesbian stuff with Sam and me and Lesbian's Rock and we're here to support lesbians. Um and uh we want you to slide into our DMs at any time. Um Melanie, you're going to be back on the pod and uh, we look forward to it. Thank you for coming.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Um as always, I thoroughly enjoyed um talking to you both and um yeah i just can't wait for a uh, future of us still still being queer let's go
0: future is fucking queer <laughs> our future is queer stay tuned mm.